Welcome to the Old Time Religion Podcast. Here we explore faith, theology, and culture from a traditionalist and Anglican lens. I'm Brandon Meeks, and I want to thank you for taking the time to join me for this episode. Rejecting the creeds does not leave us standing in a fresh meadow with a newly discovered Bible. Rather, it leaves us with the latest heretical balloon juice cooked up down at the knee-deep in Glory Worship Center, which, as it happens, has yet to meet a wind of doctrine that it didn't like. But for those who desire to continue in the Apostles' Doctrine, we have been given the creeds as a rule and guide in order that we might be able, quite literally, to keep the faith. It has become popular in recent years to adopt something of a freewheeling faith, whose object is as elusive as Bigfoot. People describe themselves today as spiritual, but not religious. For them, faith is more like a mood or a vibe. These folks may speak about God, but trying to get some idea about just who or what that might be is like trying to nail jello to a wall. At the end of the day, that which they call God resembles all too closely the photograph on their driver's license. Blank stare and all. Faith without content isn't. This basically amounts to a deformed doctrine of sola fide. Faith in faith alone. But faith in faith is unjustifiable, and so it justifies no one. There is no virtue in an intransitive verb. Believing is not enough. Belief itself isn't Christian. The difference between eternal life and everlasting destruction lies squarely in the answer to that question, what do you believe in? Thankfully, we are not left to divine the answer to this all-important question on our own. We stand in the stream of tradition, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And this is far different from being up a creek without a paddle. We confess our faith in concert with other saints throughout the world and down through the long history of the church. St. Paul told young Timothy, That which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And later, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Here we find the apostolic reference to the creedal imperative. To translate it over into the vernacular, dance with the one what brung you. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. When those hallowed words arise from our hearts and enter the world through our lips, we are taking a stand as historic Christians. We are holding on to the faith, and the entire Christian church is holding on to the other end with us. Together with the saints and sages of the ages, we confess that we believe in God the Father Almighty. That is, that the God of the Bible is not some tin-pot titular monarch that we haul out on Sundays to wave at the crowds. The King of Heaven 
is not the queen mum. Neither is he an overgrown Zeus whose power waxes and wanes based on our prayers. He is no diminutive deity. He is the Almighty, and it comforts us to know that this omnipotent one is our Father. He is not a vague benevolence. He is the mighty maker of worlds, and nothing is too hard for him. And at the same time, we confess that he is, in fact, our Father. As the Almighty One, the distance between us and him is infinite. But loving condescension on his part spans that great gulf as he takes us into his own bosom in union with his Son and makes us heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Because he is maker of heaven and earth, we did not come about as a result of unguided forces working manfully away on a pile of primordial goo. We were created as the Imago Dei by the same one who made everything in heaven and on this good earth, and who did it all by the word of his power. As John the Apostle reminds us, nothing that has been made was made apart from him. We are Christians. We believe that Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the only begotten, eternally begotten Son of the Father. This refers to his unique status as one who never began to be the Son of God. There never was a time when he was not. He was begotten, not made. But at the same time, and without contradiction, we confess that he was, in fact, made. For us men and for our salvation, he was made man. Everything about the beginning of his incarnation was miraculous, from his conception to his virgin birth. At the end of his life, Jesus died and was buried during the rule of a particular governor of Judea. These things are no myth. They were not done in a corner. These are reliable, historical, facts, and this is what we confess. The manner of his death and burial was in full accordance with the scriptures. The cross, burial, and resurrection are the beating heart of the gospel, and we confess that he arose again physically. A spirit does not have flesh and bones as Jesus did, yea, as he still does. Christ our Lord is enthroned even now at God's right hand. As the psalmist says, he will remain there until all of his enemies are subdued and placed beneath his feet. At the end of history, Christ will stand to judge all men, God having declared him the rightful judge of all the earth by bringing him back from the dead. We confess that the Holy Ghost is the third person of the Trinity, that he has all the divine attributes held by both the Father and the Son. And in his power, he binds together the Holy Catholic Church. In part, we make this confession because we share the communion of this church with every true saint throughout all of history. And in the heart of the new covenant, at the very center of this communion, we find forgiveness of sins. And if this is not true, beloved, then we're as lost as a ball in high weeds. As Christians, we are big on resurrections. Because Christ lives, we believe that we shall live also. 
we will live forever as sons and daughters of God in these very bodies, even after our skin has given way to dust. And even if the worms consume our mortal frames, yet in our flesh we shall see God. And this is life everlasting, of which the earnest is given when God writes his own name upon our foreheads in the waters of baptism. We take the creeds seriously because we take the gospel seriously. And we take the gospel seriously because eternity is a mighty long time. So, beloved, hold fast your profession of faith as though eternity did depend upon it because it does, and hold forth the great confession of faith as though everyone in this wide world desperately needed to hear it, because they do. Mm -hmm.